4: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.
3: All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true.
5: Hello, and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow,
6: and this is Devin Leary.
5: We just want to recap quickly. Today, we are going to be talking about Bachelor in Paradise, but something really important happened, which is that um, Potomac season eight premiered. And obviously, a lot's going on. They're really delivering this season. As my friend Tiari put it, Salt Lake City is still making their show look like a bedtime story because the Potomac trailer is great. Salt Lake City trailer, though, is like a Michael Bay movie. It is. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Salt Lake City. I was watching, and you said this on Danny Pellegrino's pod. But I was like, everyone is giving me something. Like
6: they all like, are. They if, all do. There's a
5: story arc. There's, but there's conflict with
6: everyone. There's nothing.
5: No one is talking about the, you know, their house being redone as their storyline.
6: I love how they're all playing into it. Like I actually, this is how dimwitted I am. You want to talk about how dimwitted I am? I was looking at Meredith's Instagram story. So they're all giving so much, even on social media. Like they're getting. <laughs> in fights with each other and they're they're owning their things and stuff but like i i open Meredith's instagram story and she she's doing a pan of new york city and it says i heart half nyc and i stared at that first thing is first thing i saw in the morning when i woke up i stared at that solid five five to seven minutes thinking like someone in a museum like an art fan in a museum yeah, staring at like, a painting no i'm trying to analyze this here okay half nyc and at one point i was like you know, she's a mom. Maybe she just didn't mean to write that. And then I go on Twitter and I see obviously it's a play on the fact that Lisa screamed to herself. She's fucked half of New York. Imagine that. (laughs) By the way, I loved Lisa's line, iconic line of like I was ranting like normal people do, which like in a lot of ways I relate to that. But the one thing is that like I more relate to that if I was like with a group of friends like on a rant, but she's in a bathroom talking to herself like Robert Durst in the jinx. Like she's like, what? Well, okay, and she's half of New York. Married to the fucked half of New York. So I think that is what is fascinating and titillating, and hashtag Fudge College, and and then that. I mean, <laughs> by the way, that the more a
5: Mormon son says Fudge College to his mom, which I I think that was written for him. Poor thing.
6: You know what, Mom? Fudge College. Also, I was like, okay, so what kind of weird red pill group are you in? He's like, that's where they build robots, not people. I was like. Hey. Yikes.
5: <laughs> on a dating app, he's going to be the one who says like looking for some
6: unvaxxed friends. Well, I was just going to say a spoiler for don't worry, darling, but he re- basically people who saw the movie will get this. He reminded me of someone who would eventually participate in the victory project. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel
5: like at this point, even if you haven't seen,
6: don't worry, darling, you know, the you've twist. seen it. And by the way, I will say, made absolutely zero sense. I wanted it to be worse. Like I wanted it to be a little more laughable, but Florence Pugh is such a fucking star that I actually found it enjoyable just because I could literally watch her do anything. And she's incredible.
5: Yeah, she's extremely talented. And um, someone on Twitter pointed out that Harry even imitates her a little bit in the movie because he tries to do the Florence Pugh frown, like the little baby frown she does. You could never. You could never. So, yeah, Salt Lake City is amazing. But Potomac recently, something that I think every female eventually comes to terms with this. Um, Chris, Candace's husband, uh, works as a general manager for the W's Rooftop Bar and in Potomac uh, or D.C. or I don't know where. And, I think in DC, yeah. In DC, and um, he starts responding to the girl's stories, and he starts, for instance, he sends Ashley a uh, DM to a story she has about going out, where he writes, "Should have come to the W," and then. Giselle, when Robin tells her this, like, isn't this weird? Chris DM'd Ashley, but I think that like Chris is just a nice guy. Giselle's like, I don't know, because he DM'd me too. He responds to my stories too.
6: She's like, he slid. He slid. Okay, well, let me say one thing. We have seen this before where a housewife becomes successful in her own right. And that's when the problems with her husband start because he can't handle her success. And I'm sorry. But for a man who basically was living off his girlfriend's mother for years and doing like cooking videos at home, for him to be intimidated by the success of his wife is so. It's like. It's- is Candace successful? I mean, yes. I know she. No, no. This is what I'm going to say because when she. <laughs> Okay, I can take. Calm down. It's okay. Oh my gosh, she is no, but this is what I'm going to say is that she's doing. She talks about doing a re-release of Drive Back. Okay, that was one of the more successful housewife albums of all got time. Got it. Got it. Okay. And like that, that Drive Back song is actually a good song. People talk about this. They talk about this on Lost Culturistas a lot. Like she's actually talented, and I think she also she does have a big following after the Mo- Monique feud. Like she got a lot of fans. Mm. I don't know. So it's like, he's, he's intimidated, but yeah, it's like, I think that men underestimate female intuition so much where they think they can be like, well, what do you mean? I was just sending a message. What? Like, they think we don't know what that means. Do you think though he just likes attention?
5: Because I am of two minds about this. Uh, First off, if I found out that when Devin posts a picture of going out, if I just found out that my boyfriend wrote like you just like you should have come out to X, Y and Z bar tonight, I would throw up like gut punch. I wouldn't even like know how to get mad because it would be so (laughs) I'm so upset looking at this that like my like levels on my recording just like (laughs) blew out (laughs) as I spoke into the microphone. I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, I I think if I, I would go to a boyfriend and be like, I'm just concerned what is wrong with you. Right. Like, I'm like I'm, you I'm past help. anger. Like, are you okay that you think that's appropriate? I'm just like, for Candace, it's such a bad look. So I know it can't be a plot point for the show no. that he's trying to do. But does he want to be? Is that like, is that how attention starved he is? And regardless, it's weird. And if it's at 2.30 at night, you're like, okay, so you're drunk and you just sent that. Yeah. Which is even weirder.
6: I will say I had one experience where and I'll be using code names for this. But let's say a friend of mine, Sally, had gotten married to, um, let's say, Travis. And they got married and I've met him once or something. And from my perspective, he follows me on Instagram and I'm like, oh, OK. And then he messages me, Sally. Is such a big fan of yours that I thought I had to like see what all the fuss was about, basically. And I was like, wait a second. And so then, with all my indignation, I go, yeah, Sally is amazing. She's an amazing person. Like, I was like, yeah, she is a perfect, amazing person. I hope you realize that. And then he responds again and is like, oh, I saw you just went to Ireland. I'm thinking about going. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? He's like, I'm thinking about going there. Like, You have any travel tips? I was like, is am I going to have to like tear apart someone's family because this is crazy. And then I clicked on his profile. Turns out this is not Travis. This is Tommy Travis's brother. They have almost the exact same Instagram handle. And his profile picture is him in a tuxedo, which for me, for some reason, I was like, oh, that's him on his wedding day. So it, then I realized it was actually just an innocent man trying to flirt he with was me. And he was spit, innocent, and nobody—he was innocent. He got he was, caught up in the system. He was innocent, and nobody's family was 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 threatened. But the way that I was conflicted about this, and I just was laughing so hard thinking about this man. Like my message that was like, "Yeah, she really is amazing. Your sister in
5: law is an amazing person, and I hope you realize that before you text <laughs> me about Ireland." Yeah, I, I just think regardless of motive, it's just insane. It's just so don't I'm, do it. I, I'm really excited. I, I know Giselle's taking this and running with it. I'm, I'm very, very excited. Um, as she I, should. Do,
6: I do think that that was like the most appealing thing from the trailer for me was like Chris and Candace's marriage because I've always been fascinated by that marriage and I am interested to see what goes down.
5: I'm fascinated by it, too. And he has a red flag to me, um, which is that once he told her in front of all of her friends to shut up, Mm -hmm. which I said, no, 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 I don't like that. I do not like that. And her friends had to be the ones to be like, okay, everyone calm down. Okay, let's just calm down. It was dark.
3: I want you.
0: Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors.
1: You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Ding dong, Las Las Culturistas culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year Las Culturistas with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's
0: stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address.
7: Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with... With Dua Lipa. The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening.
2: This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For.
5: Out of the darkness comes light, and that is Bachelor in Paradise, which is actually delivering. I was surprised. I think I'm scarred from the girl season on The Bachelorette. I I got into it being like, all right, what's this bullshit? And I actually
6: (laughs) show me what the fuck you got. (laughs) What do you got? What do you
5: got? Um, I actually saw some really amazing stuff. Um I think the general lesson for me here is that these two weeks that we watch the girls have the roses and I just enjoy that. I enjoy the power dynamic. I, I don't like when girls divide for guys. I love when the guys have to vie for girls and how like they become absolute children. It makes me so happy. So one thing that's kind of big that's happening is Aaron and Genevieve have their love triangle with Justin. And I finally see Genevieve as a heroine. I can get behind when she basically says, I she kisses Justin in front of Aaron and she's like, I don't know why I did that. And I you never see that on the show. You never see someone just be like, I don't know what I was thinking. And she goes like, I didn't want to kiss him, but I wanted to kiss him. And then afterwards, she apologizes to Aaron and Aaron is actually really sweet about it. I mean, I'm blinded by how hot Aaron is. I truly can't like think straight about him. But one of the things I was thinking about watching these episodes was how Sinead and Genevieve were so clear with each other and they talk about it, how they need validation. They need attention. And when Genevieve brings it up to Justin, when she's like, you just like kissed me once this morning and then just sat next to me and didn't say anything. And he's like, oh, are we counting kisses now? And she's like, oh, my God. She keeps saying like affection is important to me. I keep telling you that. And it's like there's just so many guys who disregard what a woman says or just give her like lip service and not respond to
6: what she actually is asking for. I agree. And I think like at first I was I was actually like, okay, Genevieve, this is like not to be like buzzwordy, but I was like, this is gaslighting. Like she clearly wants to choose Aaron. And then she's telling Justin, like, it's your fault. Why didn't you pay more attention? That being said, I do think that like looking back on so many relationships where I had to beg for like the smallest bit of um, acknowledgement, it's like that should be just natural. Like you should be just touching me and complimenting me and whatever. And by the way, if that starts to go away after a couple years, OK, that's something to talk about. One day They've known each other for mere days. <laughs> and he's already like, oh, I got to kiss you all the time. It's like, no, She said and- something
5: that I really liked, which she said, when Justin walks behind me, I know he's not going to touch me. And she was like, when Aaron walks behind me, I already know he's going to put his arm around me. I
6: love that. And love I love that. I get and it's that so vibe. simple.
5: Yes, exactly. Like, I've been with guys who are super affectionate and it's just a relief. I've been with guys where I'm like, I know your hand is going to go to my lower back as soon as you like walk. I love it. I love it. And I know guys where I'm like, you're acting like my cousin right now. Yeah. Like, we're standing next to each other like siblings.
6: Like, yeah. No. And you know what? I'm not close with my cousins. And you know what? I've already <laughs>
5: kissed one of my cousins, okay? And that didn't work out. So I don't want to go through that experience again. Um, That's not true. I, I don't know how much our, no, no. I, I no, say no, that. No, no, no. No, no. it's true. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> Kate last um, joke where she's like, you know how everyone fucks their cousin? um. <laughs> And the best is Justin, like, suddenly after being like, Genevieve, you're like, I need to go on a date. You're so intense. After she goes on a date, he does this thing, which I think is so funny, where he's eating breakfast after Aaron and Genevieve sort of make a connection. And he just looks at the guys and says, Bad things happen to good people, guys. <laughs> you're like, Okay, don't you think that might be a little dramatic to apply a, a rule to the universe? It's like, Okay, yes, you're not wrong. I wouldn't call this like the lesson learned here.
6: I do kind of relate to that mentality because like if I literally, if I have to like carry one extra bag home from work, I'm like, why, why do some people have it hard while some other people have it easy? Can anyone tell me that?
5: I always (laughs) repeat it, but Beth Jacobs, friend of the pod, Devin and I were once walking to a party in New York and it was cold out. And then we find out one street is closed. And Beth goes, I guess I'm supposed to have the hardest life ever. Devin was like, that might be a slight overreaction. Oh, OK. I guess I'm supposed to have the hardest
6: life of all time. Lesson learned. So thank you. yet again, nothing's going to work <laughs> out for little old me. That makes sense. Um, I did. Yeah. So
5: we have a married couple, Um, which online people are very upset about this.
6: I'm upset about this.
5: OK, it's Ashley. And I'm so sorry. What's her husband's name again? Jared. Ashley and Jared are on the beach. I am enjoying it. Listen, I don't want to see the footage. We have to watch this weird VHS footage of him, like, undressing her for bed. It's very weird. But I do like they they have a nice union where they sit on a beach and they sort of talk about, like, where they came from, where they are now. And she says something that I think is actually beautiful where she says people always say, like, recognize how much you have while you have it. And she's like, I'm pretty good at that. Like she just truly does love him so much. I liked, I like their relationship. And I, I like, actually, I think ABC has them on to prove that like, the show can work because all we see are couples breaking up all the time. I mean, it's one in a million that the show does work, but I think they're cute.
6: Okay. Well, I do think bachelor in paradise has a much higher success rate than the regular bachelor. But- I teared up a little bit when they were talking about the relationship. I agree. I I did love their conversation about the relationship. I thought that was like beautiful, enjoyable, etc. I also think that their Ashley and Jared storyline on Bachelor in Paradise is an advertisement against having children because basically it becomes a constant thing where they're like, "Are they going to have sex?" They never have sex because they have a kid, and they had to fly all the way here just to have finally have sex. But then they're too tired. They're still too tired to. To do it. I guess they're just not gonna do it now. And like they're like, okay, well tonight's the last night, a lot of pressure. I was like, this is hell and so disturbing. And like, is this real? Like is this what it's like? <laughs> um, yeah,
5: it's interesting because it's like how people say life finds a way. I just always found a way. I'm always like, no, we're having sex. It doesn't, I, I don't have to look good. You don't have to look good. But like this is just what's gonna have to happen.
6: Yeah, people are tired actually a lot of the time, and then they still do stuff that they have to do. So
5: we have another couple, and as Twitter put it, this man was written by a woman, and that's Brandon and Serene. Yeah. They immediately click. You're like, they obviously if were talking before the show, it's just like so clear. But they they do happen to be like the most attractive couple on the beach. And he cries when she goes on the date with him because of how hot she looks. He literally just sees her. I mean, she looks insane, like, how hot she is. And he's like, wait, you're
6: my date? That was so cute.
5: He has tears in his eyes. And he clearly, like, I think that's going to be a proposal. And Rodney is crying watching Brandon cry, which I thought was so funny. He's
6: like, he's crying. <sighs> Rodney's <laughs> my favorite because he's he's like a child. Like, he's so easily entertained. Like, when West, What's it? Wait, West. What what's his name? Wells. Okay. When Wells was telling the story about how Ashley and Jared came together, every step of the way Rodney's like, "Wait, what? <gasps> Whoa!" Okay. And I'm like, "Wait, have you never watched the show?" Like he was reacting so like like he was learning about the O.J., well, I guess that's what would be exciting <laughs> to me. <laughs> he was like a kid in a candy shop hearing those yeah, stories. Yeah.
5: It's true. And I actually it kind of my heart breaks for um Rodney because he is someone that I totally would go for on the beach. And I'm like, you're stuck with fucking lace. I don't know how that happened.
6: Maybe, maybe it's the child like naivete.
5: I think it is because when she walked in there, I went, oh no, oh no. Because he's someone that I would want to see with, say, Jill. Because she seems to have like a goofy, okay. fun personality. No.
6: Carolina, Jill is unhinged.
5: Jill is unhinged. I've never seen someone do so many voices in succession. I don't in know succession.
6: what's happening. And She'll I- be like.
5: Go, girl, girl, go away.
6: <laughs> I want to throw her in the ocean. She's. I also. Dumped. I think it's a red flag to She's be that and to be that into Romeo in the beginning. Like Romeo, clearly there's a screw loose. <laughs> Romeo, something is. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Yeah, you better believe it, because wherefore art thou's mind, Romeo? I don't understand, but she. So that's like a red flag to like immediately be into that, and then. It's even more of a red flag to be into the Tarzan guy. And she's like, we have a connection. We're both cookie and weird.
5: The full moon. Blah, I think blah, they blah. do actually have a connection because they're both insane and like border on annoying. Okay. Yeah. But he, I, I think is like a very shallow person. I, I obviously. <laughs> really?
6: Didn't, didn't get that read.
5: <laughs> <laughs> get... You're kidding. But Ronnie ends up with Lace who Lace gives me like nurse who gives you filler vibes. Like she's, She's the kind of hairdresser we you're talking to. And she seems like bored and kind of depressed. But she's just like, yeah, I like definitely been having like a weird time here. (laughs) I don't know. And I'm like, you're with Rodney. He's like a ray of sunshine. And it's so funny. Brandon, Brandon talking to Rodney when Rodney (laughs) arrives, Brandon is pumping him up like I've never seen on this show. He's like, you are the hottest commodity on this beach right now.
6: (laughs) I I made friends like that.
5: This is how girls talk to each other, truly. He he was like, Rodney lights up this whole beach.
6: (laughs) This beach should be so lucky that his toes even run through its sand.
5: But when Brandon is on the date with Serene, going back to them, he's so clearly having feelings for her that are so strong that if a guy was talking to me this way, I would like cut any romance out. I'd be like, okay, so what are we going to do? How are we, where are we gonna move? Like if this are you if you're yeah. this, if you're like this, like when do you want to actually get married? Because like I'm ready.
6: And like don't start something you can't finish. Like
5: Yes, please. I So mean, we're in love. So prove it. Yeah. Uh-huh. We have another couple that <laughs> I have I feel for her so much. And and this is something about having cameras on you 24 7 like for weeks, is that Stuff like this comes out. But Sierra, who's this beautiful kind of like celestial creature, is attracted to Michael, who's the dad. And <laughs> there is a really funny, again, Twitter hit it out of the park with this one where Michael, they they give an excerpt of what Michael is saying about his son. And they're like, there's no way Michael's son said this. Where Michael was like, I told my kid, like, I don't know if I want to go in Bachelor in Paradise. Like my <laughs> eight-year-old son and cuz i said you know dude like i'm still hung up on your mom and my son was like i know dad but everyone needs someone right <laughs> and it's like yeah your son was probably like playing video games being like i don't know do what you want
6: like i know it's like those people who post on instagram like oh my god my 4 year old today read an entire novel and <laughs> oh my god she said the funniest <laughs> cutest thing about it and you're like that didn't happen but sure go ahead go off
5: go ahead but She, I think, is just really in love with, like, the heartbreak of his story. Like, she's very, she always talks to him in a very, like, sweet, moving way about how hard it must have been for, you know, him to be a widower. But then she starts talking to other women. And this is something where I'm like, oh, no, the cameras are betraying us. Because if I was dating someone who had a kid and I was falling for them, I totally, to you, would be like, I'm going to be a killer stepmom, casually. She is saying that on camera, so it really, to like, everyone else looks like she's, like, been hooking up with a guy, and she's like, okay, like, how am I going to raise his kid? And so he is, like, I'm actually getting really freaked out because she's talking about, like, you know, how what a good stepmom she would be. And then, again, making me tear up, she buys him three. She registers a constellation of three stars for him and names them after his wife and kid and him and it's like so you guys will always be together again
6: too soon a a little a little too much too soon a A few days in like i feel like even if it was like that awkward thing where you start dating in the summer and then it's like christmas time and you're like what what level of present do i get even then like six months into a relationship i'd be like you got a star for his dead wife okay
5: (laughs) (laughs) It's so but she handles the breakup really well. And, you know, to the extent that even still on social media, she was like, he deserves to have his experience. And that is valid. And she was like, you know, people who said I'm moving too fast, like we only have a month, which I'm like, "Okay, yeah. But I'm also like, what is he doing on this show? Let's be honest. Like, he's going to come back and be like, here's your mommy. Like, I got engaged. She doesn't want that. Um, It's very interesting.
3: I want true Roman.
0: Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
7: The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening.
2: This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip
5: A sweet and not too insane thing that happens in terms of like exchanging sweet nothings is that Brandon brings up that it's Serene's birthday. As someone put it, they're like, how many birthdays happen on this beach in like the span of like a week? And Brandon says to the camera, like, I found out when Serene was little that um, no one would come to her birthday. He has everyone like surprise her behind her and sing happy birthday to her. And I'm like, that is normal. That is timeline appropriate. That is really sweet. They should still get married, which isn't timeline appropriate, but he's he says something that again, I'm like, this is all about listening and receiving cues. He was like, you have to listen to the little things people tell you about themselves.
6: Yeah. I know that's right. And yet every year I put the same hints down for Carolina to get me a puppy for Christmas. And nothing and nothing. I always think of when Devin was a kid and watched the Beethoven movies um,
5: and was just like to her parents, get me a St. Bernard.
6: (laughs) And they got me a stuffed animal one. And in some ways, that's listening to what people say about themselves. In other ways, that's neglect of a child. So I think the last main event of these two episodes is the Sally saga. Oh, my gosh basically sally comes again we have all the hubbub about like who is sally what happened blah 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 she gets there she immediately lies she's like yeah i couldn't come because of work and it's like we've already seen wells cosplaying as you we already know what happened and then she tries to turn it into like oh i i actually work with my ex-fiance and she's like okay you guys don't understand that i had to talk to my ex-fiance before i came here like that's respectful um But one thing about her is that so she gets there and then all the girls are immediately like, "Okay, so you're not here for the right reasons. And a lot of people are. So you need to be honest. And I think that's a funny like inclination that they have where they're like, if anyone here is keeping something from the ABC network cameras, you need to share it. And it's like not really. And also like What? But I do understand that it's like when you're doing like an internship and like one of the people is like really bad at it and doesn't try, but no one notices. And you're like, okay, is anyone, is everyone else seeing this? Like, hello, she doesn't do a good job. That's probably how they feel is like, okay, you're going to come in here and betwixt all the boys with like perfect tits and beautiful face, (laughs) perfect everything. Well, guess what? We're going to tell them that you're not exactly who you say you are. Meanwhile, the men are like, I, okay, I don't care. Could care less. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. But, I also think that Sally might have much deeper skeletons in the closet than we know. She
5: has an abusive ex at home.
6: She's tried multiple times to engage in what was probably one of the only paths that would have made sense for her life, which is to become an influencer. And she can't do it because even the smallest bit of like exposure of her life is like terrifying to her. And I can see the producers backstage, like Sinead and Genevieve, by the way, two former nemeses who've come together over disliking another woman, which is basically biology. But as soon as they start talking to her, she's like, well, then I'm just going to have to go. And I can see the producers in the back just being like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> she's like, I guess I'm gonna have to leave the beach then. And it's like, oh my God.
5: Yeah. From someone who's been with a, uh, when I, in my younger years, in my early twenties with someone who was somewhat unwell, I recognize um, a relationship where there's, like, fear involved, which I think is a really dangerous place to be. Um, you should not be scared of the reactions of your partner. Um, and I think that she has that energy about her. I'm like, oh, so whoever's back at home is crazy. Yeah. Like, putting a producer in the trunk of your car and being with your ex-fiance for four hours to talk about you going on The Bachelorette is crazy. Yeah. Sorry, Bachelor in Paradise is is not So. Um, but yeah, she shows up. Um, the best part is seeing like Jason panic because he needs a rose. And I guess they hooked up at stagecoach. So even though they hooked up and he's like, we never talked again, which I'm like, okay, cool. So you never called her again. Great. He sits next to her and she's like, I don't. And she's in tears because the girls have basically outed her for having an ex fiance that she's still in contact with. And she's like, all I asked was they not bring him into this out of respect to him and him trying to like sort of still stay in the game. He was like, and they just attacked you as soon as you stepped on the beach. I was like, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Like a guy being like, you are a victim.
6: Yeah. I also, I forgot about the other person who entered the beach, which was Pizza Pete, which this is like, sometimes Bachelor in Paradise has like high school reunion vibes where I'm like, oh, am I supposed to know who this person is? But like, I guess he was on last season. I just don't remember him. So what was the girl he took on a date? Is it Brittany? Britney, who I I really like, I
5: think that she's like one of the most beautiful girls on the beach. And I can't believe that she's not getting more airtime. And she's one of my favorites, too, because she just has been shutting guys down like crazy. Romeo tried to hit on her and she said she would rather be hit by a bus than go on a date with him, which I was like, okay, I'm very excited by this energy. Peter, the pizza guy promoting a chain of pizzerias in South Florida, comes and invites her on a date. And they talk for like one second. And I could see like the way that he seems cute for one second.
6: He seems cute for one second. But I also love that. She's like, I'm not she's she's the foil to Genevieve, who I find more relatable being like, I kissed him, even though I kind of did. But I kind of didn't want to. But I just did it anyway. She's like, I'm not kissing anyone. I don't want to kiss. So I haven't kissed anyone on the beach yet because I don't care. But Pizza P is uh, basically turning everything conversationally to either be about how he was popular in high school or about his pizza restaurant. He's like, Oh, I see your earrings are like a circle there. Well, you know what else is a circle shape, a pizza and a pepperoni. What I put on the pizza sometimes. Anyway,
5: I love, I actually went on his Instagram last night and one of the funniest things he posted was a Buffalo chicken pizza. And he goes an absolute classic. I was like, (laughs) Actually, not a cl- buffalo chicken has not for, been on for pizza. For drunk
6: girls in Ohio, yeah.
5: <laughs> You're not wrong, but what culture are you talking about? Um, Because it ain't Italy. Um, Yeah, he... Uh, Peter tries to kiss her. She dodges him, and narcissists really don't like that, so I'm excited that there's going to be more drama with him.
6: Yeah, he tries to paint it as, like, she wanted to be... In- with an influencer or something.
5: Like, what are you talking about?
6: That Abraham Lincoln guy, I don't know his name, but he is turning out to be a good truth teller and and he does does stand for justice. He was like, oh, really? So basically let's confirm you're trying to say that she just wasn't into you because you're not an influencer. Let's confirm. Yes, thank you.
5: He also says that James has no neck, which I'm like, oh, okay. So you're kind of a mean girl, which I love. I'm excited to see more Pete shenanigans go down. But something that I thought was so sweet and a surprising highlight is, Brittany gets home uh, home, the beaches of paradise um, from the date. And she immediately pulls, which I love is like what they call it. They're like, oh, she just pulled him. She pulls Andrew, who's like the I think one of the, like the more appealing contestants, because he seems to be like very sweet and goofy. She pulls him and basically just makes out with him on the beach. And one of the things she says is I know it sounds crazy, but, like, I feel safe. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're with this, like, weirdo on a yacht all day who was asking you, like, if you thought <laughs> his eyes were beautiful. Who could have easily killed you
6: yeah. and avoided, it, avoided consequences due to maritime law.
5: And I just love hot and dorky together. Like, I think that's a very nice combo. I hope to be the dorky to someone super hot one day. I I'm counting on it, actually. And so I thought it was really sweet how Andrew wasn't trying to be, like, seductive at all he was just laughing and he was like i just never knew you liked me and you're like compared that to the guy who was telling her about his new jet ski and you know asking her if she noticed about anything about
6: him besides his eyes (laughs) heinous i was actually surprised because she's like this is the first time i've been on a date where someone seems more interested in themselves than me i was like first where what market are you shopping in (laughs) Send me the address because I am <laughs> not familiar. <laughs> we end with um
5: a cuckoo crazy, which is Kira um, showing up out of nowhere dressed like I was like, wait, what is this outfit? She has a hair clip in. So I'm like, you're from another time period. She's wearing a turtleneck black dress on the beach. I'm like, confusing, confusing, chaotic. She shows up, takes Tarzan. This is when guys drive me fucking crazy. And I've done this before, but like not for years. And I'm like, but Guys do this where she takes Tarzan who's just had an amazing cuckoo date with Jill to one of the couches tells him she felt like she had unfinished business on the beach because he quote unquote felt like home to her this uh-huh. is, like she had dressed up naked in leaves and made out with him and she was like it sounds crazy but like it's you like you felt like home to me
6: did she was she raised in a spirit Halloween <laughs> is that why it feels like home and he listens to her as if, like, they did date
5: for years. He's like, oh, oh, and Jill's (laughs) like, what is he doing? Like, okay, send her away now. Okay, send her away now. And you're like, guys, love this attention so much that if you need it, you will just soak it up like a sponge instead of just being like, oh, that girl's, like, hitting on me, but I don't really know why. She's really weird. Kira immediately after Jacob turns her down just ricochets in this amazing way to Romeo, where Romeo is like, wait, Kira, wait up. Clearly thinking that Kira has a rose, but she does not. She was sent home. And he misunderstood the rules. He misunderstood. Kira basically um, says like, yeah, I'm really bummed. Romeo starts crying because like, he needs to be on Always. the antipsychotics I'm on. Oh, And he needs my medication. I'm unfortunately in California. I cannot give it to him. I can only give him, you know, a number for help. And then <laughs> the best part is when she's like, do you regret not giving me your rose? And like, I think that we could have had something special. I'm like, okay, truly 10 minutes ago, you were telling Jacob that he was like home to you. And then she asks Romeo, like, would you, will you leave the speech with me?
6: The, the <laughs> because silent... I'm actually not allowed to be here anymore. I'm actually,
5: I have like 10 more minutes before the van is picking me up and taking me to a flight that leaves in two hours. The silence is deafening where you see Romeo understand he's just doing the long term math. He's like, if I don't leave, then it looks like I was just saying this to stay on the beach, which I was. If I do leave, I will not be on camera any longer. What what is a person to do? And she is literally (laughs) someone was like, this has lasted for like 300 years. She literally (laughs) is like, so. And he's like, Okay, yeah. And I love that for them. I I wish we could see them past the van. I wish we could see them at the airport.
6: I do love those editors for the zoom the slow zooms they did on him. It was very like the office, like just like slowly zooming in on him as he like tries to smile through his tears. He's like panic. I felt bad for him in some ways, but then I was like, honestly, this is for the best. Like he needs he needs (laughs) He needs help. I don't he know. He
5: does. No, he's he so needs emotionally help.
6: distraught. He needs he better needs help to get on a better. And this help will team. lead
5: into one of our ads.
6: <laughs> and by the way, I don't think they even have Wi-Fi there. Like, I, I think, I think he needs more <laughs> su- support than he's getting on that beach.
5: You know, it could have been me on that beach if my bachelor um application had been accepted. I know I withdrew it on air,
6: um, verbally right and I think that is I think they took that into consideration they thought (laughs) okay she thinks she's better than us like you guys just
5: listen to true romance we have bad news take Carolina's application out she's not going that concludes this week's episode but please stay tuned we have more to say on Salt Lake City we have more to say on Potomac we have not a lot to say on Beverly Hills we have to close that chapter I think we're all ready to
6: We'll we'll do a Housewives summit next week maybe it sounds like a
5: joy. In the meantime, I love you, Devin.
6: Love you, Carol. All I ever
3: wanted was a little love. I want you.
0: side.